Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Spinal stenosis. I mean, that just sounds scary, doesn't it? Uh, well, we're going to go over the causes and solutions, okay? And in the censored portion that we're going to have tonight, um, it's going to be some pretty telling things. So we are being censored. All of our shows now are on the Dr. B VIP. That's the most secured site, uh, but that's a paid site. Um, we also have a number of videos on Rumble, so I encourage you to go from YouTube to Rumble, um, which uh, we had to delete about 80 videos so far, and uh, we've been shadow banned, everything else. So just get over there. And also Extreme Health Academy. We're doing... Um, uh, what, monthly webinars and answering questions, but health concerns, that is the group. You're going to see empowered group of people. Now, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, okay, um, gave a speech January 6, 1941, talked about the four freedoms. Now, this is important because it correlates some of it with our Constitution. First, the freedom of speech and expression everywhere in the world. I love that. Um, second, freedom of every person to worship God in his own way. Third is freedom from want, which translated into world terms means economic, uh, secure to every nation, healthy peacetime life for its inhabitants. Um, and fourth is freedom from fear, which translate in a term means worldwide um, reduction in armaments uh, to such a point that there, there no nation would be in a com, uh, position con, to commit an act of physical aggression. Now, think of how brilliant that is. Freedom of speech, freedom to worship God, freedom from want, and freedom from fear. Uh, of course, our administration currently has no clue. But, you know, let's just go on. So spinal stenosis, now this is a narrowing of the spinal canal usually occurs in the neck and the low back, okay, and puts pressure on the spinal cord. You're looking at 250 to half a million people have symptoms of spinal stenosis. Now, huge, okay, it's the leading cause um, of nerve entrapment. And you're looking at, uh, has the lateral recess stenosis, and this is just a portion of the vertebrae, um, is a pain generator for 60% of people with failed back surgery syndrome. And we're going to cover failed back surgery syndrome. It's just anytime you hear syndrome, know that whoever put that up really doesn't have a clue at what's going on. So they put syndrome, um, which honestly, if you have an auto mechanic that says you have engine knocking syndrome, huh, you'd find a new mechanic. So anybody that says syndrome, fire them. And I love this, 35% of people who are asymptomatic, age 20 to 39, are demonstrating disc bulges on the MRI. And that is true because they are not a disc bulge. Now, symptoms of this are miserable. You're looking at pain in the back, legs, thighs, buttocks, numbness and weakening. We're looking at loss of bowel and bladder control. Now, the medical view, the medical view is completely distorted on this. They say it affects people over 60, but, you know, they're not talking about a lot of the different contributing factors. Uh, now, they're saying it's an overgrowth of bone, like bone spurs, herniated discs, thickening of the ligaments, and spinal injuries. Now, it's interesting that drugs and surgery are the only solution they offer. We're going to offer a little bit more than that. 
Now, for one, the, the bony growth, the bone spurs, and that's also called degenerative disc disease, it is not a disease and is not degenerative, even though that's what it's called. Um, according to Kirkcaldy and Willis, which is the Bible uh, for biomechanics, they say that uh, degenerative disc disease and degenerative joint diseases are only by trauma. Okay, this is not a disease. So if it's a trauma, it means there was damage. If there was damage, it means it could be repaired. Now, age is definitely not a factor. And, but the mechanical distortion is. So that is a physical trauma. Now, they have different grades, grade one, two, three, and grade four, which is total fusion, but they're just varying levels. Now, bone spurs form to stabilize unstable joints. That's right. So when somebody says, oh, you got a bone spur, hey, bone spurs don't cause the problem. They're designed to correct it. And when you look at a disc, a disc is the most powerful structure you have. Now, I taught human dissection for around eight years, and you can take a probe that's about the size of a pen, and it'll pass through bone pretty darn easy. You can't beat it into a disc with a hammer. And a disc has 80 interconnecting rings of ligamentous tissue, and this is very, very powerful. And so when you hear about bulging disc, herniated, thinning disc, osteophytes, all of these things are adaptive to altered mechanics because a disc gets its nutrients through movement. I know, think of that. Okay, so discs are alive. Discs are alive. I say that twice because there's a bunch of doctors out there going, ooh, I never really thought of that. Of course you wouldn't. Because when you give a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory to somebody for a disc injury or for pain, you're destroying the building block of cartilage, proteoglycan production. So discs, and this is where a lot of doctors don't see discs regenerated, they get their nutrients through movement. See, the disc, particularly in the low back, they're under such compressive force loadings. And, and you're talking, if you're a 150, 200-pound person, you're looking at probably 80 to 100 pounds on this disc the size of a 50-cent piece. And that's normal. Now, if you're sitting, you're increasing that pressure five times normal. If you're golfing, you're increasing it at, at eight times normal. So blood vessels would be crushed. So the disc gets its nutrients through imbibition or through movement. And so that is the key. Now, when you're correcting a disc injury, um, it's odd because people come in with low back pain. And they'll, they'll come in and present a brilliant MRI and, and uh, the, the best surgeon, it's never the third best surgeon, it's always the best surgeon told me that I have a disc bulge. Well, really, look at the entire torso because about 30 to 50% of back issues are coming from the neck. Now, 90% of the nerves come off the spine. There's no pain fibers. So for a doctor to direct his care and therapy for an area that you only have 10% awareness, and they're not looking at the cause of this, because disc compression takes years. Disc um, osteophyte or bone spurs take decades. Okay, and a disc herniation will not herniate unless there's been a massive trauma or long-term degeneration. So you have to look at the entire torso, not just what's happening. Now, when you're correcting a disc, 
you have to distract it. Now that creates a negative pressure allowing the disc material to go back in. And I'm going to show a couple of ways that we actually distract the joint. And then you have to change the brain's awareness of the body. And this is, we have a number of adjusting videos on this, but you're going to adjust the same area or cause the same force loading in a patient when they're face down on their side and on their back. So this way the brain's in three different attitudes, so you're affecting that stimulus to that brain in three different attitudes. But you have to look, the disc is not the problem. The disc is not the problem. The disc is a clue to a problem. Now, if you're working on an MRI, the majority of MRIs are done laying down, which is completely foolish because you have gravity pushing down, So this, and you have the table pushing back. So typically, the pelvis area will be pushing from the back to the front because you're laying down. Uh, the lower thoracic area will push in from the back to the front, and the skull would be pushing from the back to the front. Now, inflammation distorts the image. So an MRI really is not the best way to view a disc. A weight-bearing MRI is. And it's interesting, Stephen Brownstein, and we're talking board-certified radiologist, he wrote the foreword to the textbook of Essentials of Skeletal Radiology. Uh, he knew, and this quote, a significant more pathology is discovered through an MRI scan done with a patient standing or in neutral or in extension compared to a conventional MRI. Absolutely. You whip a high magnet around, it's going to force all the positive um, or all the negative ions in one direction, and the, the machine, the MRI, is going to read it. Well, inflammation distorts it and body position distorts it. But you get these surgeons who are knife happy, they're looking at that as the Bible. And this is why, failed back surgery syndrome. Now, again, when I say syndrome, you better run. Okay, now this is, it refers, and it's actually a billing code, because it happens so often. You're looking at 75 to 80% if you're fusing two segments, fail within five years. So they had to develop a billing code for it. Um, and now it's usually after a laminectomy or chronic pain. Um, like Peter Ulrich, um, orthopedic surgeon, quote, by far the number one reason back surgeries are not effective and some patients experience continued pain after surgery is because the lesion that was operated on is not in fact the cause of the patient's pain. Oh my God, doctors, we've got to start looking at that. Um, so stress x-rays are a heck of a lot more accurate than just standing. And we're going to explain how you're looking in different areas. Now, pain is super important. If you get chronic pain in more than six months, it literally starts to alter the brain function. It reduces cognitive ability. Um, and this all is prefrontal lobe. And in fact, chronic pain shrinks the brain by 5 to 11%. So you cannot, cannot cover up pain with a drug. That's foolishness. So if you're taking opioids, five, within five days, the pain level will increase if you're taking opioids. If you're taking non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, it, it alters that structure and how the body can regenerate. And all of this ultimately affects the brain. And this is one of the reasons we have such a high rate of Alzheimer's and dementia is because chronic pain is being covered up by drugs. And none of that is a, is a way that you want to go down. And that cerebellum, and this is where all the influence 
from that brain and spinal cord. So I'm, I'm bringing up the spine and the brain when we're talking about stenosis and disc injuries because I actually have a patient, or, or actually just a really good guy that I met the other day, um, who had spinal stenosis, had surgery, still had pain, was taking drugs, and then he asked me about Parkinson's. Gee, is there a link? Okay, well, 9 out of 10 Parkinson's patients had an incident of trauma before the onset. But when you know that chronic pain, particularly through spinal stenosis or disc injuries, it, everything has to do with the brain. And chronic pain alters that cerebellar input, this small brain on the back. Now, this is linking to schizophrenia, Parkinson's, addictions, obsessive compulsion disorder. I know what you're thinking now. I should check out Dr. Fauci. Um, yes, he probably does have chronic pain because he is giving some crazy ideas. All of this pain, not only does it alter brain function, but it alters your physiology. It increases under pain, heart rate, blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol levels go up. And again, if you have a doctor that's giving you medications for blood pressure, which is an adaptation to stress and not addressing the stressor, fire them. Okay, and that these guys get fired, the smart ones are going to start learning from doctors that know what's going on. Okay, so we've got to get the body healthy. So now, now just think of this. Type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety, fatigue, sleep problems, a, a low-functioning adrenals, none of those are issues. They're all the body in a stressed state. And I'm going to show a number of different um, case studies, but let's just look at surgery, spine surgery. 600,000 uh, people a year go under spinal surgery. And the rate, the return to work rate after surgery is about 15%. Spinal surgeries have a 75 to 80% failure rate, according to the Mayo Clinic. Quote, some people's symptoms stay the same or get worse after surgery. Surgical risks include infection, a tear in the membrane that covers the spinal cord, blood clot or veins of the leg, and neurologic deterioration. Gee, and it only fails 80% of the time. I guarantee you've got to check out the book, okay? Surgery, The Ultimate Placebo by Ian Harris. Now, this book goes into, quote, there's very little evidence that spinal fusion surgery for back pain is effective. It's very expensive, often costs tens of thousands of dollars, leads to complications, and often requires further surgery. It's also associated with an increased mortality and doesn't even result in the spine being fused. Here's a journal, the Journal of Spine, the Spine Journal, and this is 2008. Quote, although there are a number of surgical options, the treatment for chronic low back pain, there is currently insufficient evidence on which to draw any firm conclusions as to their effectiveness and clinical outcome. Um, wow, think of that. Fails 80% of the time, and multiple journal articles say that it's not effective. Okay, here's again, um, and this is out of the Journal of Spine. Long-term um, outcomes of long-term fusion among workers. Uh, quote, the chances of permanent disability increased over 500% with surgery compared to no surgery. Daily opioid use increased 41% and 76% of surgical patients continued with their opioid use after surgery. 
Well, you know that opioids, you use them longer than five days, it's dangerous. So with not surgery, what about injections? Yeah, of course. Listen to the Mayo Clinic. Quote, steroid injections don't work for everyone, and repeated steroid injections can weaken nearby bones and connective tissues. Corticosteroids deteriorate cartilage and bone and weaken connective tissue. Let me see. You're going to inject a steroid, okay, into that destroys joint cartilage into a spine that's damaged. Let's look at other stuff. What about muscle relaxants and TENS units? This is, again, stuff that barbarians will use. Here's out of the Journal of Spine. Studies do not provide evidence for long-term use of muscle relaxants. Of course they don't. Quote, muscle relaxants demonstrate more central nervous system side effects compared to, uh, with placebos in nearly all trials. End of quote. No kidding. A muscle relaxant is a central nervous system toxin that attacks the medulla. Yeah, that's going to help for back pain. Okay, TENS unit, transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. Okay, quote, although electrotherapeutic modalities and physical agents are frequently used in the management of chronic low back pain, few studies were found to support their use. Absolutely. TENS doesn't work. Um, interferential current doesn't work. Electrical muscle stem doesn't work. Ultrasound doesn't work. Hot packs, ice pack, cold packs. According to the Journal of Spine, none of those things work. Okay, and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, you keep away if you have a doctor prescribing them. Remember, these drugs, not only do they increase cardiovascular problems, gastrointestinal breathing, kidney problems, but you're talking increase in... in congenital heart failure. You're talking 20% of all heart failures and, and um, may cause high blood pressure. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories cause a greater than tenfold increase in congestive heart failure. And that's Archives of Internal Medicine 2000. Um, obviously, you're not suffering from lack of drug. So let's go over the causes. The causes, according to the Mayo Clinic, arthritis, herniated disc, thickening of ligaments, and spinal injuries. So since arthritis is called degenerative disc disease, and we know it's not a disease, even though it's called that, um, you can correct it. You take a standing x-ray. You get the body, you, you look at the motion in there. You correct the alignment. You create inflammation. You get the right nutrients. Herniated disc, how do you do that? You regenerate and restore the discs. Discs are alive. You change the position and motion and communication. But remember, if you see a herniated disc, that is maybe 20% of the issue. The rest of it is going to be the gait. It's going to be the unstable pelvis. It's going to be the forward head carriage, the lateral translation of the thoracic area. There is some other things going on. If somebody says back pain, it's only back pain because that's where it hurts. Remember, 10% of the nerves have that. So herniated discs fix the problem. Now, thickening of the ligaments, why would the body thicken ligaments? Well, how about there's a change in tone or tension of the ligaments? That would make sense. So if ligaments are thickened, you change the tension on the ligaments, you change the tone of the ligaments, you change the position of motion and the force loading on those, and then the body regenerates. And spinal injuries, do a standing weight-bearing digital x-ray, stress x-rays where you're bending one side or the other, correct the structural damage. That's right. 
the four causes of spinal stenosis, arthritis, herniated discs, thickening of the ligaments and spinal injuries. What are the solutions? Reverse the arthritis, restore the disc, change the tension of the ligaments, and correct the structural damage. Oh, my God, I didn't say surgery or, or um, surgery, drugs, or shots. Isn't that wild? So here we go. I'm going to bring up case study after case study after case study where literally you've got to take standing weight-bearing x-rays and then you bend to the side one way and to the side the other way. And what this does, you get to see disc motion. And it's the, not the disc that's herniated that's an issue. The muscles that run down either side of the spine, they're not under conscious control. So when you replace that disc, you're changing the position and motion and communication to the brain. So when you're doing a standing weight-bearing stress x-ray, you're seeing how that brain is firing off those muscles. So the muscles that are firing on either side of the spine are actually a direct result of, of the, the brain's awareness or proprioception. And you've got to look at the entire body. And I'm talking looking at the neck. If the head is forward, you figure that head weighs around 12 to 15 pounds. For every one inch the head's forward, the pressure on the discs double. And I'll get patients who have discs or, or heads that are forward two, two and a half, sometimes three inches. However, when they start getting around two to three inches, you start to see shaking of the hands. And that's what I'll see in, in so many patients. They're coming with back pain, and I'll notice there's a little tremor on the head, a little handshake. Now, why would, why would that be there? Well, remember how we're talking chronic brain, pain alters brain function? You cannot correct a disc or spinal stenosis unless you address the damage that that trauma has caused. And that damage will always relate to the brain function. And that brain controls the postural muscles, the muscles that run down either side of the spine. So it has got to be addressed, has got to be addressed. So since you can't take a narcotic, because those don't work, within five days the pain comes back, and you're not going to take a non anti-inflammatory, can't do it because that destroys the joints, damages the kidneys, and damages the heart. And so what I'll tell doctors and what I'll tell patients, anything you do that helps your body regenerate tissue is good. Anything you do that harms the body's ability to reproduce itself is bad. Okay, am I going too, too fast? No. <laughs> this is only, uh, what, what did Hippocrates say? First, do no harm. Okay, so let's look at natural pain relievers. Omega-3s. Why are omega-3s so important? Well, it allows inflammation to heal the tissue. See, anti-inflammatories like, like, and I'm talking curcumin, um, vitamin C, omega-3s, they're called anti-inflammatories, but they're not. Inflammation is how the body heals. So when you get that inflammatory process where the body is breaking down and building up tissue, it creates free radicals. So the antioxidants in omega-3s and vitamin C and curcumin, all of those things deactivate those free radicals. So it makes inflammation work. 
That's why when we do the adjustment, we're causing inflammation. Cayenne cream is amazing. You mix this with a little bit of coconut oil or any kind of hand cream, um, but, but make sure you don't put it on a cut. Uh, it will um, hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like pouring lemon juice in a cut. Devil's Claw is a great one for decreasing, um, for allowing inflammation to work. And then also vitamin D is incredibly good for, for pain relieving. Astaxanthin, ginger, bromelain. Bromelain, they get it out of pineapples, but it's fantastic. And CMO, this is acetyl mist relate, okay? And it's found in fish, dairy. Um, it's amazing. Now, we got to find a corrective chiropractor for you because in order to assess and correct stenosis, I developed a thing of seven questions. And you only got to ask the chiropractor five of the seven. They, well, they just got to say yes to five of the seven questions. Number one, do you take x-rays? If they don't, they're working blind. Second, do you take post-x-rays to document the changes? If they're not taking post-x-rays to document the changes, then they're working on symptoms, so I'd fire them. Do you mark the x-rays? Because some people are just taking x-rays because they can bill for them. Can you reverse arthritis? If they understand biomechanics, then they can reverse arthritis. Do you work on post-surgery patients? A lot of chiropractors aren't going to touch post-surgery patients. But I'm telling you, develop the skill set, because when this stuff fails 80% of the time, they're going to need a chiropractor. And do you work on elderly? Now, I'm talking post-osteoporotic, you know, poor diets, degeneration. A lot of people won't work on elderly because they're fear and fearful and they don't have the skill set. And do you work on kids? Um, some people are only work on adults, which is mind-blowing, because that means that these kids with the asthma allergies, sports injuries, they're not going to get care. Um, so that's, that's an integrity issue. So find out if they say yes to any five of those seven questions, you've got a decent chance of finding a good one. Um, now, look at sleep. Sleep is when your body regenerates. I'm telling you, people with stenosis, chronic sleep, and brain issues, they are not sleeping well. So look at our sleep videos. Prepare your mind for sleep just like you would stretch for a run. Um, journal, read, put some nightshades on because your body goes through 90-minute cycles called rapid eye movement or REM state of sleep. Then ideally, you're going to bed at 10 to 10.30, getting out of bed at 4 to 4.30. And this is called sleep restriction therapy, but it shows it, it changes your circadian rhythms. Literally, you're hitting a reset button. But look at our sleep videos, hugely important. Now, three stressors have to be addressed, have to be addressed to correct stenosis and, and disc injuries. Physical, chemical, and emotional. The physical stressors, hugely important. That's going to be taken care of, identified by the stress x-rays, and, and the corrective chiropractor is going to demonstrate that they've corrected it on post-x-rays. The chemical stressor, poor sleep pattern, is a chemical stress. Toxifying your body with drugs is a chemical stressor. So this means look at healthy nutrients, juicing, blending, um, and natural supplements for pain relief. And what was the third one? Wait, physical, chemical, oh, emotional. Yes, meditation can actually alter the structure of the brain. So when we talk about neuro-linguistic programming, where you can reprogram that subconscious, 
It is vital to healing if you're addressing the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors in whatever condition there is, but you need to have that analysis to make sure that you are knocking it out, that you are correcting the cause. So what do I put at the end of every video? And this is correcting stenosis, disc injuries, Parkinson's, cancer. Five keys to health, nerve supply, you live your life through the nervous system. Find some way that some doctor can assess whether you're in a stress state or not. And we do rolling thermosurface electromography and heart rate variability and digital x-rays and stress digital x-rays. Regular exercise. The movement is the key to getting um, a stimulation to the brain, but also remember those discs get their nutrients through movement. Proper nutrition, this means a man makes it, you don't eat it. So you're getting the good, healthy nutrients in that system. And sufficient rest, changing that sleep pattern, that's when your body regenerates. And again, if you're taking Benadryl to sleep at night, if you're taking, your body is not regenerating. And then prayer and meditation. You've got to address the keys to health and you've got to address the source of it. Uh, if you are only addressing the symptoms. If you're only addressing the symptoms by a shot or a drug or a therapy, they are missing the big issue. I'm telling you right now. Now tonight, uh, on the censored version, we're going to be going over um, a really good uh, British Medical Journal article. And the title of the article is The Illusion of Evidence-Based Medicine. Because if you thought your doctor, and of course after this one, you know cortisone injections and the medications don't work and the surgery doesn't work, okay? If you're thinking that they're basing their advice on evidence, uh, the second part, that's why it's censored. There's Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. God bless you, and I love you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.